Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's always a pleasure to talk to this guy. And we welcome in John Harper of SNY as we get ready for yet another baseball season, maybe a full season. Let's hope that way anyway. At least we're planning on it. What's up, Harp? How are you? Hey, guys. How you doing? Oh, doing thank great. you for doing this, Harp. <laughs> that didn't take long, sleep. I, I just, I just I promised it. on Twitter you would drop a uh, reference to one of those <laughs> Yeah, I just saw it. Thank you for doing this, Ellen, is one of the little subtle yeah. lines from Dave. That yeah. thing you do, yes. Yeah. Uh, Dave those... and that thing you do. Those two movies will entertain me and Harp, and The Fugitive will entertain me and Harp for hours on end, much to the chagrin of Doug Williams, who I don't think has seen any of them. Yes, we're torturing Doug Williams until he until he watches, and he's refusing so far. But meanwhile, what what is going on here? It's uh, March, and I'm not in Florida. I'm not digging this at all this year. But yeah, uh, it's the all way of the us. world, unfortunately. Yeah, all I know. of us. Yeah, we're we're all up here. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it is strange. I know. You uh, normally when you get frustrated in Florida, you can walk out and you can feel the sunshine, eighty degrees hitting you. You walk out here, <laughs> exactly, and, and you, you got a snow shovel in your hand. You know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's not fun. That's not fair. It is supposed to get warmer uh, this week, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. And between, uh, I mean, uh, Eddie C. I also promised that I get you to see if you were on board with me for Gonzaga winning it all. Are you there for Gonzaga? I, I probably am, Harp. But, you know, they're, they're pretty tough. I mean, that's uh, they are that that's a pretty deep team. But I, you know, I I don't know. I, I watch. I'm watching some of the tournament games and and that now. I, I I still think it's anybody's ball game. God knows we'll we'll have two teams in there that nobody expected. So, but <laughs> I, I don't know, I, man. I don't know. There's, don't I think, think there's so? a separation. Well, I don't think it's going to be Duke. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Baylor Gonzaga's, might be there. Yeah. is one of the best offensive teams I've seen in a long I, time. I, see I, if, I would if, agree. If taking you know, stack up in the NCAAs, but anyway. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if they, they don't defend the three real, real well. So they, if they get a three point shooting team that, uh, but you know, listen, I, I, I agree with you. They can, uh, they can outscore a lot of people. And I guess most people would say Gonzaga Baylor would be your final, I guess. Yeah. yeah Michigan looks good though. Michigan looks Michigan really looks, good lately. Yeah, and are, they, and are they, they see Juwan Howard making the run here. Are they, are they selling, have they sold tickets for the final four? Is that, how's that working? <laughs> They're going to have limited. I saw. I read that they're going to have limited uh, amount. Of yeah, limited tickets. Okay. I I know parents can go. Parents of the uh, kids can go, and uh, as as spectators. Uh, they're not holding sure. in one of the. Uh, where are they, is it? Is it going to be one of the giant domes? Or are they it's like, holding? No, it's like place. six bubbles. Six bubble sites in Indiana, right? All around Indianapolis. I yeah. Think. Is that what it is? I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I think the like the finals aren't they in the. Uh, Aren't they in the Lucas Oil? Aren't they in the big? Place? Yeah, I'm I not think sure, they are. Actually. Okay, yeah. so you get a little bit more capacity there. Yeah. 
Uh, all I do, all I do know is is Vac, our buddy Vac, is very happy because the oh, Bonnies yeah. are. I think I think they're in the A10 final, aren't they? they in the I A10 think so. Final? Yeah. I think I think they made yeah. it to the A10 final, so he'll be nervous until that happens. Vac's pumped up. <laughs> Vac's pumped up for sure. Harp, it's so hard. You're right to cover spring training when you're not there. You're doing it from afar. Um, what you know, we watch what we can. We talk to who we can. Uh, let's uh, let's start with the with with the Mets here. What's what are your impressions here? What you've seen so far uh, from the Mets in spring training? Well, <laughs> you gotta like that team. I mean, uh, I still think I would have if I was him. <laughs> I would have signed Springer. I thought Springer was the guy that could have put them over the top, fill in that center field hole, and give them a right-handed bat to complement uh, that lefty line, leaning lineup. And also a guy who's proven. A big game hitter, big against elite pitching in October. I thought maybe they needed that one more guy, but they look, they got they should have plenty. They just have to play up to their capabilities. The last couple of years they've really underachieved in terms of their talent. But the starting pitching wasn't there last year, and this year that's a that's a very solid rotation, and it could be great if Stroman you know pitches pitches to his uh, highest level and Carrasco, and then if you get Syndergaard back at some point and he pitches well. They get to October, they'll be able to beat anybody. But it's a long way to there, and and we'll see. Yeah, you know, Syndergaard, that that's really an X factor for him too, and it's it's like getting a great trade piece at the trade because I think that's about the time he's going to be back. You know, they they hope June, but it's probably going to be July, uh, I would think. Yeah, it's kind of interesting uh, to me, Hart, that uh, and it, it, again, it doesn't matter when you go through the rotation, but DeGrom pitched yesterday. Stroman is pitching today, and I wonder with Carrasco reporting you know, three or four days late, he's a little <laughs> bit behind whether, you know, Stroman will be the, the number two guy right behind uh, DeGrom to, to start the season, at least. Anyway, could be. I mean, uh, I think him, he and uh, Carrasco are pretty much interchangeable as a two-three. Uh, if mm-hmm. Stroman, yeah. I mean, he, Stroman, you know, he hasn't, he didn't pitch last year, and he, he wasn't right. great when he came over with the Mets. But yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's talking like he expects to win the Young, so yeah, which is not unusual the, for him. So he's no. got to pitch up to that level. You know, right. he he's you know he says he wanted to, he can prove it in New York. He wants to be that guy. So if he is that guy. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a great one too, uh, and I think yeah, I think starting pitching solid. I still I still need to see Edwin Diaz be the guy who can close out games in the ninth inning. I know he kind of turned it around last year, but he did have some hiccups along the way, and, uh, mm-hmm. and by the end the games weren't all that meaningful when he was striking out the world again. So he's got to do it when it counts, and that's a big yeah. factor. Uh, we'll see what Lugo comes back, but I still have some questions about their pen, and then. Uh, Offensively, they should be really good. They listen. They put up really good numbers last year, but they were kind of empty in some ways because they didn't hit in the clutch. They they, they were mm-hmm. they were really bad with runners in scoring position. You would think I just wrote about that. You would think that's kind of fluky over a sixty game season, and it probably maybe would have turned around at some point. But they need to prove they can uh, they can be better in situational hitting than they were last year. I'm curious about Stroman too, man. I mean, you know, we've we've talked about him a lot, and he kind of reminds me of Bauer. A little bit, you know. I mean, he he talks a big game, has a lot of confidence. Bauer finally put it together last year. If Stroman can even just be a a, a little bit in that direction, it's it's really big key for this team. Yeah, and it, yeah, listen, it's a big it, it's a big year for him uh, too. Obviously, you know, he took the qualifying offer. Uh, yeah. He wants to reestablish himself as well too, and he's got a split change this year too that he's working on, which you know was a pretty good pitch his, his last time out. Mm-hmm. We'll see. He's going to throw again today, and we'll see how much he uses it. But uh, you know, like you said, Harp, so far, uh, he's Eddie, not like 
So far, yep. he hasn't been. I haven't seen that he's pitching with one eye closed. I don't know if you saw what Bauer was doing <laughs> that yesterday. Bauer is out there, man. He, he, he'll try anything. <laughs> Cyclops on the mound. Yeah, exactly. It's like if I was if I was the Dodgers, I'd go to him. Listen, listen. We're paying you forty three million dollars this year. Can you open both of your eyes, please? Hey, he's got some unusual methods. Uh, that's for sure. I, you know what? I, I still am not – I mean, I think he's for real. I think he's gotten to a different level than he was. I know everybody was worried about him because of some of his, his track record, some of his four ERAs in the past. But I think he has reached a new level. But I do I do wonder how it would have worked in New York because uh, he's so sensitive to criticism and he responds to everything on Twitter. And I know he's been kind of, you know, he's he's been warned about some of the stuff on Twitter, but I still think sometimes he can't help himself. He got into that little spat with Syndergaard already. And uh, <laughs> yep. so uh, the Mets might be better off that that didn't, uh, that they end up didn't get him. We'll see. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I I, I think they're, they're better off. Uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder, I guess. So, you know, you want to put it that way, but uh, no, I, I, I think that uh, they moved in the right direction there. The, uh, Give me your thoughts on, on the Yankee rotation, Harp. Uh, there are a lot of ifs, obviously. Uh, it can be a very good rotation if guys obviously fill in the way you hope they do, but uh, a lot of ifs to go through. Yeah, that's that's a real risk and reward rotation there. I mean, Kluber, uh, if he stays healthy, he should be really good. It just It's so much unknown there. He hasn't pitched in two years, and the same goes with Tyon. So if those guys are – if they pitch to their levels – they could have one of the best rotations in baseball again, uh, depending on what else you can get from guys like Garcia, some of the young guys, and Jordan Montgomery. I just don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm sure the Yankees are going to kind of find a way to maybe space out their innings uh, just mm-hmm. because they're not going to let them go, certainly go anywhere close to 200 innings after neither one of those guys pitched uh, two years. I just wonder, though, it kind of reminds me, you know, in a different in a way, not that he was a pitcher, but Tulowitzki a couple of years ago, Cashman was yeah. so high on Tulowitzki, kept saying that they were convinced he was over his injury problems, over, and he was hurt, you know, what, one or two weeks into the season. Yeah. I just wonder, Kluber's at that age now, and he's had a shoulder thing as, as well as some other problems, and uh, I just wonder if he can do it over a full season. So it's hard to, it's hard to believe uh, at this point in too much in them, but – I think, you know, if it works out, but I, I kept saying the thing, same thing about Paxton, too. If they could just get to October with a healthy mm-hmm. Paxton, they, that'd be their great chance to win it all. And the same thing goes with these guys. If they get to this October with these guys healthy, they'll have as good a chance as anybody to finally win that championship they've been uh, hunting for. Yeah, that's that's a big key with, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if this is going to sound harsh. I don't care if Kluber looks good in his first start in April or his first month. I mean, that's not why you brought him here. You're talking about the durability to get through the season, whether that's, you know, I don't know, maybe 25 starts instead of 32. We'll have to see. Uh, Tyone's the guy, though, that is kind of fun for me to watch, Harp, because you're dreaming on him. You don't really know. You know, he's kind of only scratched the surface because of all his injuries. And the first looks, you're you're seeing a guy who looks like he's having fun. Uh, he looks like he's enjoying this environment. And, he, and he's throwing the ball well. To be able to dream on a guy like that, that's hard to do in New York because we have such high expectations. I, I'm kind of curious to see what this season looks like for him. Yeah, he's only, what, 29 still. so And he hasn't pitched many innings because he's Tommy John. So... He seems to be more a guy you would think you could count on because he's recovered from the Tommy John. He hasn't had as many as the different injuries, and he doesn't have the age that Kluber has. 
Uh, and you're right. I mean, there's a lot of upside there. And <laughs> the way it works with the Pirates, usually whoever they trade turns into a superstar. So uh, <laughs> that should be – he turns into Tyler Glass now. Uh, the Yankees would be in pretty good shape. Yeah. Yeah. I guess with the exception of Chris Archer, maybe we can throw in there. That that, that didn't quite work out. We well that yeah they they when they he went back to the pirates right and he right, they thought he they were getting him, a yeah. star yeah but, um, but yeah. now that he's he's back with the Rays he might have he'll be he'll be he'll be in he'll be in the Cy Young consideration again now that he's back yeah. with the Rays the, the no. Rays are the team everybody says all right well listen they lost Snell they uh they they didn't bring back Morton that's kind of what scares me about Tampa Bay in this division you know they they always seem to know what they're doing. And and maybe that plan is you know is designed now for two years down the road instead of this year. But I'm you know I'm not ready to write off the Rays in a in a full season until until I see it play out. I'm with you, Swain. I think people are uh, people are kind of dismissing them because of those two two pitchers who are gone. But they got a ton of young arms, uh, and they got some. They still got. They're going to have a loaded bullpen again, and they're going to figure out a way to probably you know use that pen more than ever this year. But I still think they're going to be right there. I think I don't think they can beat the Yankees over 162. But again, they're another team. You get to the playoffs, and that bullpen, that bullpen yeah. did finally wear down in in October last year. But if you get to the pen, if you, to the to the playoffs with that team, they're going to be. I think they're going to be right in the mix again. John Harper of SNY, our guest, Ed Coleman, Sweeney Murdy here on the fan. You know, Harper, I, I read your piece on the uh, on the offense in the in the National League. He's, and you're right. I mean, the, the Mets offense, you know, sh- there shouldn't be a problem there. You talked about it. If they can uh, stop leaving the small army on the bases, uh, they'll be a lot better. Defense, though, is another question. And uh, it's interesting. I, I know they got better behind the plate. And Lindor, obviously, is going to help uh, in the infield. Uh, to me, still not a great defensive infield, and with Dom Smith and left, you have some questions there. Defense has always been the kind of Achilles heel of this team, uh, especially when you get into the postseason, if they get there. Uh, I just wonder if you think they're better or can get better. Let's put it that way. I mean, they should be better. I, the thing is, though, everybody is raving about Lindor, and rightly so. He's great, but to me... He's a much. He would have been a huge upgrade over Rosario, but Jimenez was going to be the shortstop, and that kid can really play shortstop. So yeah. uh, that's not as much of an issue to me. It's still about some of those other spots you mentioned. You know, can JD Davis be better at third, and how much are we going to see if Guillaume there? That guy had a mm-hmm. had a quietly had a nice year for them, and then yeah, he did. Yeah. Nimmo. You know, Nimmo has talked about he thinks he's going to be better in center defensively, playing deeper. He played too shallow last year. Uh, they brought him in. They, 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 uh, the analytics told him to play a little deeper late in the year. But I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I need to see it because I saw him take a lot of bad routes for balls. And then you got Don Smith and left. I mean, obviously, they, if they ever do, it doesn't look like now it's going to happen. But if they ever still came to a last minute agreement on the DH, it would be huge for the Mets because Don could play some first base. Yep. And he, mm-hmm. you know, I think he, if he's out there most every day, he'll, he'll be serviceable, but it's not going to be great. Um, and they'll probably try and figure out a way to use Pilar, and we'll see about Almora, Almora as much as they can defensively. But mm-hmm. I think it looks like Nimmo is going to be the everyday guy in center again. So there's some problems there. I do think, look, McCann is a huge upgrade, obviously, behind the plate uh, compared to Ramos. I think he's the kind of guy that I think this staff has really needed. They've needed for the last couple of years. I always go mm-hmm. back to, remember, uh, even before Ramos, you know, Darnell was still there, but remember Mezzarocco showed up from Cincinnati, 
Right. Yeah. And he was he was so into preparation and into being you know game Staff calling. Loved him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, DeGrom practically adopted him as his personal catcher right there. So <laughs> right. McCann seems to have that kind of personality, really works with the pitchers, kind of a kind of a uh, maybe a fiery type of game caller, and uh, solid defensively he's really improved. And the one area where he was weaker on was uh, the framing. So that's I think that's huge for them. I think Ramos hurt them in so many ways the last couple of years defensively. I'm really interested in watching Lindor's year, not just because you know you get a chance to watch him play up close, uh, you know, all year long, and he's such a fantastic player. But I keep thinking back to two seasons in the past in Mets history: 1990 with Daryl Strawberry's walk year, and 1998 when Piazza gets traded here, and it's his walk year. And the entire season was about: Are they going to sign him? Are they going to sign him? What's it going to cost? Are they going to sign him? Um, you know, it, it, can can the Mets? And Francisco Lindor both be successful if this is part of the story all year long? That's a great question, Sween. Um, it, it is going to be hanging over them. And the thing with Conforto as well. Yeah. But, I, you know, if I'm the Mets, though, I'm, I am kind of tempted to want to wanna see Lindor do it in New York and everything else. You know, the, the Mets history of bringing over uh, second base <laughs> from Cleveland. Not great. <laughs> yeah. Roberto Alomar is open. Went over the cliff and uh, by Bayerga too. Uh, I, I think he should be great, uh, but it's funny, you know. Talk about uh, score, runners in scoring position, and all that. He had a bad year too uh, with that. I think he only yeah. hit one sixty nine runners in scoring position again. Probably fluky, but he didn't have a great, he didn't have a great offensive year. I'm kind of want you know, and you do have you're going to have some of those other top shortstops out there in the free agent market. So it's not as if. Uh, you, you, you know, you, you'd be left without one if you if he, something went wrong there. You could always sign somebody else, and Steve Cohen should have the money to do it. So, as long as he's willing, if Steve Cohen's willing to pay the price, come come uh, free agency, mm-hmm. I'd be tempted to kind of play this out and let's see what he see how he handles everything. Yeah, I, I, my sense is that they probably will get him signed before opening day. That's just my sense. I think they they want to work on that and get it done. But I, I don't disagree with you. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with seeing how it plays out. Uh, and listen, you can, you know, players say it all the time. You know, I'm not going to talk beyond opening day. Well, you don't have to talk. Okay, your agent <laughs> right. can talk. They can talk in the, you know, in the back rooms or whatever, and figure it out that way. And if it comes to a good zooms. deal, yeah. yeah, in the back zooms, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can, if it comes to a good deal, you can figure it out and present it to you, and bingo. All right, you agree to it, and that's it. I, I don't, I don't get that part of it, but uh, I. I would let it play out a little bit, but we'll see. I, I have a feeling they're going to sign him before opening day. Yeah, that's such a standard uh, thing that players say. I, you know, I don't want to talk about during the season, but you're right. It all can all be done quietly if if nobody's talking yeah. about it. And if the Mets all of a sudden want to give him three hundred and some million in July, uh, yeah, I think he'd be willing to sign. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to say no to that. Yeah, so, so ask me again in October. No, no. Hey, Harp, I want to compare. I, I want to compare this. Your man crush. Davy Garcia versus Manny Banuelos. Which one? Which one was great? Which one do you think is greater? Your man crush on Davy Garcia or mine? <laughs> you don't. You don't have one on Davy Garcia too. I, I, listen, I'll be. I'll no. be honest. I do. I. I. I watch this kid and I just love I the way so. he pitches. I love watching his his. Just his guts on the mound. I think back to a spring training at bat, an intra squad spring training minor league at bat I saw two years ago, and just watching him just revel in it, and it was just really good theater for me. As uh, all the players, all the minor league staff, and uh, you know the front office guys were watching, and it was it was just fun. He was into the moment. 
I'm really into, uh, he's fun for me to watch, and I kind yeah. of feel like he's in that mode for you too. Yeah, I mean, but I haven't. It's part of the fun of what we do, especially this time of year, is getting down and you get close to these guys. You actually yeah. can be on the field watching them throw live feet and things like that. <laughs> and that's where I fell in love with Ben Willis when you're up that close. And this little guy, the bullets are just exploding out of his hand. I'm like, who is this guy, you know? Yeah. And I said, there's no way he's going to miss. And he had the, he had the off-speed stuff to go with it, uh, but it never came to fruition. Just I think I think it had as much to do with injuries as anything else. But sure. Y- yeah, you see that up close, and you do kind of fall in love with guys. And I, I haven't really seen that. I haven't gotten to that point with Garcia uh, but I do like watching him just, you know, from afar. He looks like he does have some of those same qualities. Kind of a little guy who's going to challenge hitters. He's he's got the uh, he's got all he's got all the pitches really. So, and if he does if he does have a breakthrough year, then again that takes them could take them to another level. But um, I'm still uh, for my all time one of my all time crushes. I still got to go. Yeah, that was good. Listen, and I'm with you. You know, I mean, good kid, left-hander with a with a changeup that was just beautiful to watch, and he wasn't afraid to throw it. And it was uh, it was fun watching uh, what he could do if he'd stayed healthy and, uh, and gotten on that right track. Yeah, that's the best part of spring training to me, seeing some of the young guys, maybe even on the backfield. You yeah. know, I remember seeing, kind of seeing Wheeler for the first time and going, my God, you know, same mm-hmm. thing, that yep. effortless delivery and the ball just jumping out of his hand. And before you, you know, you, before these guys kind of make it, you get to see see a peek of what they what they can be, and uh, that's that's uh, that yep. in the uh, that in the eighty five degree weather is what I'm missing right now. <laughs> that's, well, that's a, yeah, and that's the thing. Like this at bat, I'm talking about two years ago. I was on a on a backfield of the minor league complex, and Davey Garcia is pitching. I'm standing with about five members of the front office who are all kind of watching because this is, he was 19 years old, and this is who they wanted to see. And and he just he was battling this kid with a in an at bat and threw about 10 pitches and then broke off a three two changeup and it was I mean everybody just kind of gasped a little bit and <laughs> that doesn't happen all the time you know and that's it's kind of fun to see that yeah although you know we can get fooled too though everybody can get fooled yes. I'm still used in spring training yeah. that one year when everybody everybody all the players not the, not the media everybody thinks it was the media Ooh, it was correct the players who were calling him the young rocket and the next rocket and all that stuff and uh and phil had a nice career but he yes. never quite turned out to be the guy they thought he was going to be well i you know the, we have to call you know there's always disclaimers to that and mine was jason giambi is the one who said hey he looks like a young rocket out there well <laughs> you know jason giambi <laughs> doesn't pick up a bat in the winter ever Right, yeah. so he yeah. has sat for four months, five months without picking up a bat once. He goes out there in his first <laughs> live BP session, and oh, okay, this kid's out there trying to throw hard and impress people. So combine those two things, yeah, he's going to look like young Rocket. Giambi hasn't seen a pitch in five months, <laughs> and but we yeah. ran with it, so it's it's on us too. Yeah, hey, here's a here, here's a guy, Harp. You'll remember from Metcam. This goes back a few years, but everyone was wow at the time, and he finally actually started to come out. Rafael Montero. How about that? Mm-hmm. Remember, remember, yeah. remember him yeah. and Metcamp? Everyone, you got to see this kid. You got to see this kid. Great change up, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, uh, and it just never came. But he actually, he pitched well in Texas, and now he's with what? Seattle. I think he's with Seattle now. Uh, I've lost he, track of him. Yeah, but he's a guy that uh, you know every everyone had to see you know in camp. You had to watch Montana. And it never really worked out with the Mets with uh, with yeah. Him. He's another guy. He wasn't real big, but the ball did right. kind of explode out of his hand yep. too. And uh, 
Yeah, I remember he and DeGrom were called up at the same time. And, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Everybody had, at the, at the time, Montero was kind of the, more the highly regarded prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I had people at, you know, I remember Frank Viola telling me he loved DeGrom as a, as a guy. He had him in the low minors, and uh, even Wally Back with the same thing. So DeGrom was kind of a little bit of a sweeper, but people thought he was going to be good, just not what he turned out to be, you know. Yeah. Still, it's, it's unbelievable. The guy is throwing 100 miles an hour at, at what, 30? He's going to be 33 in June, and he was, he was, he keeps, his velocity keeps increasing somehow as he gets older. I'm not sure how he's doing that. It's, it's, it's scary. I was saying to Swinney before that, that the scary part is that there's no strain whatsoever. It's effortless. And, uh, and that's what's scary. You know, it just, the ball comes out of his hand and boom, it's 100. So that's, the, yeah. that, that's kind of so scary. That's yeah. why I, I, you know, that was part of my whole reasoning for when I kept pushing, saying they should go get Springer, trying to, Try and do everything you can to win now while DeGrom is still – I mean, he's yeah. still in his prime, but he's on the outer edges of it, you would think. Now, he might right. be a guy that can kind of put uh, – grow I mean, grow gracefully into old age as a pitcher because he's yeah. so athletic and he's got that uh, delivery and everything. But you still – that was part of my whole reasoning. Is, you know, they don't have guys in their farm system who are going to be ready for another year or two, uh, certainly not pitchers. So – I think if you're going to try and win, the time is now while DeGrom is still the best pitcher in baseball. I agree. Yeah. It's uh, you know you have to oh, take care of those windows, which is what you know the Yankees are in it with Garrett Cole. You've got him signed for eight more years, but you know I mean you're not you, you know you know what that might look like in year six, seven, or eight. You need to take advantage of that now. And these two teams are both in this window where if you have two arguably two of the best pitchers in all of baseball, you know it's it, it should be a fun year to watch these guys kind of go for it, especially as you maybe get to the trade deadline and kind of see how things shape up and see you know when you're if you're really ready to go for it. It this year yeah and that's it should be a fun year on both sides of town uh and you're right i just think those are the kind of guys that they can win you a championship when you get there Degrom was good in the postseason last year i think he overall last year he had, had some bumps in the road and i think some of that is always the first year in new york that's why you know i still wonder if Lindor is going to go through a little bit of that but uh mm. yeah i mean that's why to me you tr- when you have those guys at the peak of their career that's when you got to try and do everything you can to win and I understand from the Mets' point of view, they, you know, I mean, they don't want to lock themselves into too many long-term contracts. Uh, but at the same time, you can do it and have, then be have your have your guys in the farm system or coming in a couple of years. You kind of be filling some of those holes, and you could uh, keep the keep the payroll down that way. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll see. Either way, it's going to be fun to watch this year, no doubt. Yeah. No, it is. I, I, I think, in particular, I mean, my feeling anyway is those, those two guys. I think you have to lock up. Uh, you know, Lind, Lindor. You've, uh, you know, listen. If it works out, uh, I, I think you've got to lock him up. And Conforto too. I just think Conforto is coming into his own. Let's put it that way. I, I think it's. Uh, he showed that uh, if that was a full season last year, it was probably going to be a monster year. So we'll see if it continues. Yeah, I, I love what he did last year. <clears throat> I think yeah. he stopped chasing the home run as much. And was willing yep. to settle. Yep. You know, you saw him be able to two strikes, flick the ball the other way. And I mm-hmm. think, yeah, I think he's turned into really the leader there. I know Alonzo gets a lot of the uh, publicity right. because he's he's willing to talk all the time. But I think those those guys, you know, Eddie, you're there. Those guys mm-hmm. love Conforto. He's just a quiet yep. guy who goes as he knows how to yep. do things right the right way. And uh, I, I, I just it's going to be interesting because he's made a point. I remember writing about it, talking to him last spring training. 
the last time we could actually talk to guys one on one. And uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly saying that, hey, he said, listen, because I kept, I was asking him about the extension. He said, I said, you know, Boris is notorious for taking guys to free agency. He kept making the point. Hey, he says, I am going to make that decision. Scott's works for me. And we've heard right. a lot of guys say that. Mm-hmm. We'll see what it comes down to. Uh, right. But I did notice it was kind of funny. Did you see where I guess he took the Grom uh, deep a couple times in live DC? He did. <laughs> yeah. That, that was yeah. kind of interesting as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, they, they're both cut from the same cloth. You know, they're both quiet guys. They don't say a lot. Uh, they just let their, you know, they let their numbers, you know, speak volumes. Let's put it that way. And if, uh, I, if you I, didn't see it, I'm sure that's going to end up in the Boris binder at the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Famous Boris exactly. binder. Those are good. Yeah, they, I think they're digital now. You know, we're 2021, but I think they still exist. Uh, Harp, yeah, listen, thanks, thanks for uh, giving us a couple of minutes here. It's always fun talking to you. We'll look for you on SNY. Uh, catch some of your columns, SNY.TV, and uh, BNNY every uh, every night, 6 o'clock. Uh, hope, I will be on with you again soon, I hope. Go, yeah, go Zags. Go Zags. Okay. Go Zags. Go Zags. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Good talking to you. All right, All right Rob, John talking. Harper. Uh, always fun talking with him. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.